0: Courtney, you stopped in mid-stride.
1: I thought it was like, one, two, three, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) He got us all anticipating, then he's like,
0: uh. Good evening,
2: everybody welcome to another exciting show of mind of a man i'm here i'm toby farmacipi with with the chief host james jones <laughs> james jones last week we um we were just having a recap of last week's show which is about happiness you know how how what do we consider happiness and how does impact, uh, happiness affect you as an individual and Also, you as a family, as a family man, if you're a family man, if you have a family or whatnot, and we had some very interesting thoughts, some very interesting thoughts. And I came to a conclusion that, you know, and I was just mentioning this a minute ago, that I think happiness is actually from the individual. The individual dictates what makes them happy. Um, it, It can be collaborative sometimes, but most of the time I think happiness comes from within. In my opinion, it comes from within, and happiness is how you want to feel happiness is to you as an individual. So that was part of my summary. And then James dropped a very interesting question. Yes, brother, I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah, yeah. you brought a very interesting question. Well, how many of those people are happy, though? That's the question how many people, how many people are are genuinely happy with where they are or how they are with their lives? That is a mystery It's a mystery and it's a question, but we're going to have to book that probably for another day because now we're, (laughs) we have a guest. Yeah, because I, I, see, I kind of make it as if like, you know what, I'm going to put you on the spot on that question, but you know, I have to show mercy. No, (laughs) but, but, that's a that's a question that most
1: people want to ask because in relationships we all have relationships right right um in those relationships not only what determines your happiness but are you really at the core of being with uh your significant other or someone you you're planning on having a future with are you happy or are you um going through the motions and thinking that I will be happy when a certain event happens. And what I'm finding out, especially here in Western culture, is that everyone's not happy. They're going through the motions, but they're not happy. There there are certain things that make them happy for a moment, and then it's fleeing, right? But there's no true, long-lasting happiness there. Uh, so, let's get real. Some of the, what I normally do in the end is bring up about about people like me who are church folk people, or, or I mean, people who are. I, I don't like to say church folk. I like to say kingdom-minded people. Right? Yeah. Uh, there are people who are in the church who are not happy, not happy with their spouse. Not happy with their job, not happy with themselves, not happy with their children, not happy, right, and so, what determines them to have happiness in their life and Since it's an individual thing, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of these people are for the sake of what you ask me about, I don't think so, and I tell you why, Toby, I believe because of their actions. My father had an old saying that I take to this day. He said, a man will tell you anything, right? Even professing to be a Christian, right? But their actions will always speak louder than their words. You could say whatever you want to say. But do your actions match up what you say? That includes relationships. Every the grass ain't greener. You can be fine all you want to, and she can be a dime piece right does not mean that her or his actions match what they look like so in other words, you selling yourself a bad bill of goods if you think that's what's going to be making you happy, just like with people who set themselves up. You remember the other week we were talking about uh about being a millionaire and all that, it's not what it proceeds to be because the people who got a million dollars are still miserable. And to make it, make it worse, the people around them make them, make that person even more miserable because they're trying to get his or her money. And they have to fight even harder to hold on to it. So yeah. does that constitute happiness? Because you remember you said, striving for that million dollars, you remember, running with that red face. So that- I, said that. That, right? so I said that, right? I said that and let's stand behind that? it. Mm-hmm. Look, it might buy a lot of things, but I don't think that's going to buy you some happiness. No, right? no. Yeah, and that I, and person I might be beside you, right. but that person might be plotting against you to get right. what you want because they're thinking happiness in a different way.
0: And I still let you
1: say it. this, mm-hmm. right? People can conclude a lot of things that they say, right? Mm -hmm. But if each of us show our true actions, right, will it show happiness? I don't think so. I don't think so. I really believe that because this is a fallen world, the only happiness that you can truly have is by the transforming and the renewing of your mind being in the body of Christ. Right? Mm -hmm. That's the only real true happiness that's there the the fleeing and temporarily of materialistic things it's not going to make you happy and probably a lot of people who are carnal minded meaning that they have more of the world system in them even though they're christians or professing christians and have more of a mindset of the world guess what they're doing they're 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 substituting um kingdom principles for having a carnal mindset to enjoy the thing of carnality out there because what we see in the commercials and the books and everything has set our mind to think that's what happiness is. You know what I'm talking about, Toby. In your homeland, you know, you got to have that mansion, man. In your homeland, you got to have that Mercedes, man. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to travel when you want to. You got to be rolling with the big, with the big dogs. You know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Right. You gotta mm-hmm. be able to come and go as you please. Mm-hmm. You got to own multiple business. Yeah. But if that's what's gonna make you happy, right? And you strive and work so hard for it, now we get to see where your heart really is. Like most people, wherever you spend the bulk of your time, that's normally where your heart is. And I'm not talking about work because you gotta you gotta work so you can eat. We're not talking about that. I'm we're talking about at any leisure time, where is the bulk of your time spent? That's where your that's where your focus is. That's what you're constantly feeding because that's what you're sowing, so you can reap the harvest, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where that's where you're at. And that's where I get where people's actions are. But that is not our subject for the day, my brothers and sisters. I just put Toby out there on the edge. He has a lot to think about what I just said. <laughs> We're wrapping up about last week's subject about happiness. I just rolled it all up, gave it to you in a nutshell. It's something a lot of us have to think about. A lot of things we we contemplate about as being um believers in the body of Christ and 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 people in general who, who want better lives. You know, uh I think better lives come with better thinking. Better thinking mm-hmm. with better decision making. Right. You know, and better decision making will help us walk better and treat others better in our life. And, and so when I say all that I say, uh, now I get to understand in Proverbs what really um, our main man Solomon says, who we call the preacher. You know, we, I mean, the wisdom that he indulged to us to this day really preach to us and and our spirit about you know all is vanity (laughs) at the end of the day it really is you know so when we talk about happiness what really makes you happy and you got to normally have something happen then for you to have some kind of happiness right and so something's happening and i gotta make it happen how (laughs) happy am i really gonna be when i gotta do all that (laughs) because most of the time, as we get older, we're like, I could have saved my money in doing all that. <laughs> right. So, right.
0: That's true. Um,
1: we're going to end true. that subject because my man told me, decided to throw throw the hot, hot potato in my lap. I had to answer it. We're going to move <laughs> on to our, our real subject. We we're waiting on our, our, our guests here um, to, to chime on in. But uh, we're going to dive into a serious subject here. Um and it's a very it's a very challenging subject. Excuse me, here. I'm trying to partake in some water.
0: <laughs>
1: but um I see you got your 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 QT giant over there mm-hmm. on, on, on the right hand side. Yeah. But um a serious subject that we're gonna talk about today. Um to all my people out there. Um listening um and that subject is about suicide. you know we don't really talk about uh on mind of a man. we always like to talk about happy subjects and subjects about relationships. Well, this is part of relationships because um people even
0: know someone or excuse me or has been involved in this and about suicide thought process.
1: Right. And so suicide is something sort of like a hush, hush and taboo, you know, sort of like when we have uh, people in our families uh, doing things they're not supposed to do. Uh, That particular subject right there is a very painful one, a very hurtful one, and one we wish and hope that never happens to anyone that you know of or in your immediate family, uh, suicide, uh, by its definition is called the act of intentionally causing death to one's own self mm-hmm. to, to really inflict that pain upon yourself because it's painful just to live. Okay. Uh, normally it's because they have mental disorders, depression, bipolar disorder, autism, a word we used to throw around back in the 70s and and, and 80s, schizophrenia, right? Um, Anxiety disorder is a new thing that came about, especially since the pandemic. A lot of people, all of a sudden, we we know now that have anxiety disorder. These are some of the causes, um, for suicide and in suicide. Um, that is a, a a very, uh, painful subject because, um, I'm going to give you some alarming statistics, right. And they should bother all of us. Um, with 300 plus million people in this, on this continent right in this country to hear the staggering number of people that have committed suicide is very sad right so um this is a fact um in 2020 suicide rate uh was number nine
0: amongst um
1: about death it's rated number nine Between ages of 10 to 64, it was ranked number nine, right? Suicide was the second leading cause of death, okay, for people ages 10 through 14, right? And ages 25 to 34. So I want you to marinate on that a little bit. Um, To be that young, for it to be the second leading cause of death for people between the ages of 10 to 14, I, I couldn't even famine the thought process behind why would a child want to um, kill themselves? You know, what what would make a child want to take their life when they have such such a wonderful future in front of them? right uh the enemy who plants these seeds in their head i I like to say um and when i say plant these seeds i'm talking about the thought process uh, of
0: of them committing such an act um it's staggering do you have anything to say there toby And forgive me for
2: my pause, because um, it it hits home a bit, because back between, it was in 2011,
0: 2011 or 2012, I almost became a victim of suicide. Um, and I can relate to it. And when I was having bouts of depression,
2: um i was working on the, i was on the road a lot i was working on the road a lot and i was it was between detroit and atlanta uh i was flying between detroit and atlanta i spent most of my time in detroit while my now my ex-wife and my daughter they were living in atlanta so i became a guest i felt like a guest in my own house you know, um, because I had to keep the house afloat. I had to travel so we could survive and things I had to do and sacrifice. In the midst of all that, I became, I was alone. I felt alone and I felt like I was, I was living, literally living out of a suitcase, James, you know, and for those listeners out there, it's a very, depression can be a very dark, can not can be, is a very dark place. It's a very dark place, um, and I'm grateful to God I didn't have to use any any medication to get out of it. It was actually right. something I I act I had mentally challenged myself to get out of it, and it doesn't work for everybody. Let me put that out there now. Medication still helps, but it doesn't work for everybody the way I did it. But um, I, I I vividly remember that day. I was dressed up and maybe this will help someone out there tonight i dressed up i was ready to go to work and i actually bought myself a bottle of a keg of drano dressed up
0: in the bathroom and one thing that stopped me one thing that stopped me was my daughter was my daughter it was the look
2: and the pictures of my daughter—that was what stopped me, and I cried, I cried, I wept and wailed. Of course, I didn't go; I couldn't be able to go to work that day. This was in Detroit. Um, until this day, my daughter still doesn't know it was her. Looking at her picture is what saved me because I can i couldn't want—I didn't want to go first of all, to a, a very uncomfortable place on the other side. That's one. I had to think about that. And two, I didn't want to be selfish where somebody else, another guy, another man, or whoever, raises my daughter when I could have done it. So these are parameters I had to reestablish in myself at the last minute. That's why I stopped. And I did I did go seek help. I did go seek help. They wanted to put me on medication, but I refused. I said, no, I want to face this head on mentally. So I got myself aggressively into <laughs> a lot of you, Some people don't know. Some people don't. I got myself into acting. Yes. I got myself involved into writing, into acting, going into acting, something I've wanted, always wanted to do ever since I was a kid. And. um Basically, going into entertainment and acting and writing actually that contributed to bringing me back to life. It was a combination of looking at my daughter's picture and getting involved heavily into something that I truly enjoy and I never felt alone anymore after that again, this doesn't work for everybody. it worked for me, but it doesn't work for everybody so james. This really hit home, bringing this up. I'd actually, when this topic came up, you know, over the weekend uh, or late last week, I was like, wow, okay. Um, I really need to share this with someone. There is help out there. No matter what, I was depressed, I was sad, and I was in a relationship where the relationship didn't care about me as a person, or it cared about was what I could bring home what I could bring home, the resources, the money, what I could bring home. But what's going on with me, the past relationship didn't care. You know, watching my daughter on Skype, I think around that time, I think Skype was really big around that time. Skype, I could see my daughter. I was reading bedtime stories with my daughter and I, I couldn't hold my daughter. And some of that really, it really got to me. And then when I came home, it was like no one really cared. And it was so bad that where I was really felt alone that when I came home, I was treated like a guest, I was ready to get back on the road because I felt like I was no longer needed. So I really felt, you know, felt alone. Of course I have friends, but my friends, they have their own lives too. You don't want to intrude on their their lives or bring negativity or whatsoever to them. So there was nothing for me at the time. So all I could do is just, you know, Just be by by myself, and of course, try not to get into trouble. But I was in a very dark place because I was in a past life that didn't give a hoot about me. So you know, James and Wed, you know, this topic came up today. I knew this topic was going to come down the come come up at some point, but I wasn't expecting that it was going to come up so soon. So, um, but you know, I hope my experience can help somebody out there. There is help. There is help. Talk to somebody. Talk talk to somebody. Your life is worth more. There are people who care for you, people who love you. You know, it'd be a selfish act to a selfish act to just go through go through depression or and no, I mean suicide, being suicidal, it's to me in my opinion and I might be wrong, to some people out there, it's a it's a selfish act. Because you're taking something away from you're taking your life, or taking something away from people who genuinely, who really love you, who will miss you when you're gone. If something happens, if you decide to take your own life. So, and I might be wrong, I might be right, but you know, I just want, I'm glad this came up because I wanted to share this. Share, I knew at some point I'm going to have to share this with someone. I, I knew I knew this at some point, but I, I'm in a better place in my life now. Better place. You know, in my life, with family, with um, pursuing an acting career while I'm working and and stuff like that. So, but I'm I'm grateful. If you dig deep down, there is something you could channel. That dark place. There's some. There's a place that you could you could channel that dark place into a light, and shine that light on that dark place. Does that make sense? But you know, that's how I see it. But James, thanks for bringing that up. I just. Wanted to share that wanted to share that today. I know you didn't see this coming, but (laughs) wanted to share that with you that this, you know, you not you have someone that this hit close to
0: home. Oop, I think I lost your audio. Uh I I would say um and your video is not up. Video is not up? Oh,
1: I I would say never underestimate your worth um, because you always would have value and that's what people needed to hear and a lot of times, I believe, a lot of people need to hear that quite often. Uh, The stories that I have read was um, about a gentleman who who was battling with uh, depression and anxiety and it got so bad that He was was having therapy and he was taking medicine, but this was the thing. He couldn't get it once the pandemic hit. Everything was kind of virtual. So Hmm. uh, his landlord one day came and was gonna replace the dishwasher and he did. And they they found a mouse or something like that. And shortly after the landlord left with putting the dishwasher in, he committed suicide. The reason why he committed suicide is because a couple of years earlier, he lost his job, right? So that led to him thinking that he couldn't provide for his family. Then here it is that he was home and about that and, and depression set even more in because now he can't have those, those, um, those one-on-one therapy sessions. And before his wife could make it home, he had killed himself about two hours after the landlord left, they're putting the new dishwasher in. He said the guy was pleasant, he was nice, he was wonderful, and he, you know, he would never have thought that he would have committed suicide two hours after he had left. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, a testament to you never know what people are going through in their lives or what's going on upstairs in their mind. And we should always be mindful of treating people the way that we want to be treated. Uh, a lot of people talk. Uh, I like to say this thing now that a lot of people talk a lot and they can be very harsh, but they need to put some lotion on that tone of voice.
0: Mm -hmm. Reason
1: why is because you don't have, you could be saying the right thing, but the harshness of it cannot be received. So even though it's right, it's wrong in the way that you're giving it. So I always say when you want to treat somebody, treat the way. Treat people the way that you really want to be treated, a lot of us want great treatment, and then we turn around and treat other people nasty or mean, which mm-hmm. makes no sense mm-hmm. because you want nice because you want to be treated nice, but you won't do that for someone else a hey, A hey, brother told me your 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 video is is like out oh
2: my, I just turned it off and I turned it off and turned it back on um that is oh, okay. It's still me. out,
1: but no, no worries. I hear your voice. No worries. But those are one of the stories, and and another, um, I'll, I'll be getting to is uh about veterans because I'm a vet. You know, and and a lot of those guys that I have, that I know or know of, I like to say because I really don't know them. I know of them. Um, have these thoughts. Have these thoughts. Many of them of uh, not only want to commit suicide, but they like to, they want to hurt others or they're shame of what they have done uh during wartime you know mm-hmm. it weighs on them you know um they uh some of the things I was looking at is that they they as veterans they were angry, they have rage, you know they have mood swings um they can, They can talk to you and smile in your face in just a minute time, and you can say something and they can just go off the handle. And it's very sad because a lot of them need help, and some of them get them, and some of them say, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take the medication. No, I don't need it. No, I'll just suffer," or they say, "The military has done enough damage to me. I don't want to take no drugs." I don't need no one psychoanalyzing me. I've had all that I can take and I I just rather move on. And meanwhile, a lot of them do have family or they have wives or children and they're putting their family through a lot of, uh, heartache and pain. And so they, they, um, they do that without realizing, um, the implications of they think it's all about them in the aspect of their treatment, but they need that help for the rest of the, now I see, uh, the supporting system uh, that they have, which is their family. You know, if you don't take care of them and you run them all off, who's gonna be there for you when you really need them? When you have to have someone to talk to the most? And you'll be surprised, well, you probably won't be surprised, but it's the little things that help people get over mm-hmm. the hilltop, over the mountain. It mm-hmm. can be just one word. Hey, you know what, Toby? I believe in you, man. I think you're doing a great job. Hey, I'm proud of you. Uh keep on doing that great work, man. We need you on the team. We want you there. I can see you getting promoted. Little things like that can can help motivate you help. to keep going. Right? Uh sometimes it's not always family. It could be some a coworker, you know. Uh, might just bring you a suggestion of bringing a coffee or bringing some donuts to work and be like, Hey man, have at it, man. I thought you was, you was worth it, man. I thought you was worthy of it. And I was at the donut shop and said, well, I think about myself. I'm thinking about my, 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 my coworker. Those little things matter. Uh, I was looking at the, the toll uh, in 2020, the death toll for suicide was 46,000. Right. But And it went down from 2019 to 2020, right. And then it went back up, went back up, um, shortly after, I guess, after the pandemic was, was fully over It went back up. So it went up to, uh, another thousand. So it was was 47,646 last year. And so it's like a death one death every 11 minutes. That's quite a, that's quite a, quite a struggle there for people, uh, to deal with. I think what bothers us the most is a lot of times it's the, the younger children, that younger group of children who, uh, commit suicide. You know, um, one of the things I've seen, uh, one of the major stories that hit nationally was some years ago. A young lady, a a little girl, she was being bullied and she couldn't take it no more. So she committed suicide. I think she was around about 11 or 12 years old. She went onto a construction site and jumped from a crane, jumped from a crane and killed herself because the girl kept bullying her and wouldn't let her, wouldn't, wouldn't leave her alone. Um, it's those kind of things that um, really hurt other people and, and this is the thing when bullies are doing that and no one speaks up and says anything it makes you feel as though you're alone and the other ones are like well, well at least it's not me there's an old story that used to be quoted that I read and it says a hangman came to town the hangman Came to town for a specific purpose. The person did not speak up. So what the hangman did was started hanging everyone else Mm -hmm. every day, Mm -hmm. right? And got down to the end. The hangman took off his mask and said, "I originally came for you, but because you did not speak up, I started hanging all your friends and everyone else." Hmm. Now you're the last one, and you're originally who I came for. The The story behind that was, if you don't speak up and say anything, you're just as guilty as the hangman himself that's right. doing that. Right, I agree. And, and so when someone is in pain and others witness it, even if the person does not agree or won't accept it, at least you can have enough honesty to say, Hey, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, That young lady that you're with or that young man that you're with, it's not a good relationship. Uh, He just wants to sleep with you or she just wants to take your money and use you, right? And they might argue with you and say, shut up, leave me alone, don't bother me. But the reason why I get to that because when it all falls apart, they get very depressed. And then they think no one loves them. And then they go ahead and hurt themselves because then they feel as though I'm by
0: myself. So with relationships,
1: that's one way. But to see somebody go through it, especially young children, you don't know because they just sitting in class. They just sitting in class. Here's another statistic I got here. It says in 2020, an estimated 12.2 million adults seriously thought, about
0: suicide. This is in 2020. 3.2 million planned a suicide attempt. They planned it. And 1.2 million attempted suicide. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people who have a lot
1: on their mind of taking their lives but this is supposed to be the land of the free the home of the brave the of the this is supposed to be the place everybody in the world wants to come to yeah right this is the place yeah where you can have fun and be whoever you want to be mm-hmm right so why do we have all these people believing in the american dream with so much depression and suicide and schizophrenia and anxiety that's another major thing anxiety attacks and taking all sorts of medicines why
0: The old country.
2: Now let me start with this because I wanted to put this piggyback on what you said earlier. It's an old Yoruba, my my tribe, and where well, I'm from. It's yeah. an old Yoruba tribe that 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 says a lizard that has a stomach. His stomach is always on the ground, but you
0: don't know which one has a belly egg.
2: I'm gonna say that one more time. Can you hear me, James? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. A lizard. Yeah. Belly is always on the ground. You know when they crawl and walk, their underbelly is on the ground. But you don't know which one of those lizards have a belly ache. I'm trying to say here is, everybody walks around here with a smile on their face. They say hello, whatsoever, grocery store, church, work, um party, barbecues, wherever you go, football games, wherever you go. Those thousands of people up there understand. The it stands. You have no idea which one has a bellyache, which one is going through problems. You have no clue. So it's important to be nice because you being nice to someone, that little bit of niceness, it could save a life. Right. It could. it, it could save
0: a life. Now, fast forward. My
2: daughter is. Is uh, battling um anxiety and depression. She battles anxiety and depression. It's a miracle that we got her through high school, but she made it. And I'm proud of her for that. She made it. She has anxiety attacks, panic attacks. That she's she's on med on, on, on meds now. Regretfully, she's on meds now. But you know, you don't we don't know what's the triggers for these anxiety attacks not just of my daughter now but millions of people they know what the triggers are but we don't know until they tell us you know those statistics that you brought up i brought up some i had some similar statistics too but those statistics that you brought up is really scary it's it's really scary how do we as men you know we don't have the tools. We're not doctors. We're not psychotherapists. We're not therapists. If we have this in our family, because I'll be honest with you, and I don't know if you agree with me or not, us as Black people, we don't like to talk about it. <laughs> we don't like we don't like to talk about it. Ain't nothing wrong with you. Even in, all the way across the water, you are depressed. You are depressed for what? You have food. You live under your own in a house. You are going to school. We clutch you. And we take care <laughs> of you, we give you everything you need. What are you depressed for? My friend wants to sit down. That's it. It's sweeping underneath the rug and there's nothing wrong. And guess what? That happens in the cro- across the water. James, that happens here. Black folks, we don't like to talk about depression. Well, I don't even think it's of color. I think really though, Toby, I think. I think no, Caucasian, our Caucasian people... brothers. Hold on, James. Our Caucasian brothers, they they go at it. They find something more than our own people, and I've and I and I've seen this across the board. I've seen this across the board, James. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I've seen no, this you're good. on a, on a, on a consistent basis. Black white folks attack this. Our white brothers attack this quicker than black folks. Black folks would be like, ain't nothing wrong with you. What are you depressed for? you still alive, aren't you? Going somewhere. I'm not going to go pay to pay money for somebody to tell me what's wrong with me. I know what's wrong with you. know, these are some of the dynamics. These are some of the parameters that our brothers put ourselves around and we sweep it underneath the rug until a kid commits suicide. And it happens to them up front, until it's in their face like this before they say, wow, there were signs. There were signs, there were warnings, there were conversations, and we swept it underneath the rug. Now, James might defer to this, but from my experience, that is what I've seen between across the water, with my crew across the water, and it's similar to what happens here. Now, there are, on the contrary, there are some African Americans, our brothers, who are paying, uh, and sisters, who are paying more attention to that now. Especially with the pandemic, because I think after during the pandemic, suicide rates and after pandemic, it went high. Cause
0: people were bored out of their minds at home. when well, You were stuck.
1: <laughs> yeah. You were stuck. you yeah. Didn't have a choice. You didn't and, have a choice. And, and, well, yeah. Well, you didn't have a choice. So somebody's watching you almost twenty-four-seven. You in that house with them. You didn't get a choice. There was nowhere to go. Right. So. The people who thought they were in love really wasn't in love that much, right? Because the truth now, came out. They, you go right, ahead. the truth came out. So we had another pandemic, and you locked up in the house, and you got children, or you got adult children, you get to really see who they are. But now you get to really see about me, 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 me. As mm-hmm. someone said in the chat, it's like uh, a lot of the generation is about me, 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 mm-hmm. right? They're not willing to really sacrifice to get to where they're trying to go. They want the generation before them to sacrifice and give them. Mm -hmm. And so they won't have to do the hard work. Right. Right. So same thing with, um, I found out. About working out. Right. I enjoyed working out. Right. Um, working out taking care of your body is like pre-preventing maintenance, you know, so you won't have to go to the hospital, right? So if you you start gaining too much weight, you you need to do something about it before it do something about it to you, right? Right. So the same thing with mental health. If you're having uh, thoughts of wanting to hurt yourself or others, uh, you need to go get some preventive maintenance. You need to go get some help. You need to go tell someone even if you are a child or a teenager if that if you have proclivities like that you have a thought process like that if you are you thinking like that then we're going to have some serious issues and uh as the old folks say it don't get better <laughs> as time going it actually gets worse it's like a festering sore so you have to get ahead of the game and really uh, do your due diligence about taking care and maintenance with, uh, your child, with your significant other, with your spouse, you know, you really have to go and, and do your just due of taking care of your, your mind
0: and your body. hmm I agree. I agree with that. You know, so, um.
1: The- your people across the water, as you say um a lot of it has to do with um, about being selfish you you have to uh what worked back then does not work now, and because there are new tools, there are more people who are we were dealing with a lot of uh other issues like um um racism and things of that nature uh that prevented you from getting the help that you need Mm -hmm. so uh there's a lot of tools that we have now that help others and we have to be more aware of our surroundings uh with children as well as ourselves and our and our significant others and And
2: check in and check in with each other just because there's a smile on their face doesn't mean <laughs> things are all right. That, that's true. That is
1: true. So that we got another. another.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. We got about five minutes. What What do you want to say on this subject about uh, suicide? And if there are other people uh, that are listening, uh, let me say this. You can call um, 988 for suicide prevention, or you can text, uh, text it and I was get just going
2: to put that out there. Thank you, James. I was going to yeah. put that out there.
1: Uh, yeah, if, if necessary, call 911. But a lot of times, 911 can't help you the way someone who works in suicide prevention can, right? Especially if you're dealing with um depression and, and suicidal thoughts. They're there uh not to lock you up and put you in jail, but they're there to help you so you won't hurt yourself and others. But go ahead, mm-hmm. Toby.
2: Yeah. I actually had started on it, and um, you know, you mentioned it too. I was going to put that number out there. Thanks for putting that out there. Um, Call somebody. I see a lot of people on social media saying, have you checked in with someone today? Someone There's a guy out there that, check in with someone today. Someone you haven't spoken to, check in. Just because there's a smile, yeah. that doesn't mean there's not, not going on on them. It's a, it's a facade. It, it's, it's a mirage for whatever they're putting out there. You know, like, You know, there's something going on. Check in with them. Watch the signs. Watch the signs. Watch the warnings. Even all the way down to conversations that someone is having. It could be a cry for help. Pay attention a lot more in the world we live in today. Forty-six thousand people in 2021 committing suicide. That is some scary statistics. You know that that's really scary. But you know the numbers out there, guys. You know, watch the video. Watch the show. Um, you know, what we've talked about today, it could save someone's life. Um, our topic next week will be harmony. we we'll are talk about harmony in ourselves and harmony with our families. Oh, this is going to be a fun one. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a fun one. Uh, but harmony is what is harmony, you know? Um, and how does it impact you and impact you individually or, or as a family man? You know, how does that work in mind? of a man. So, see you guys next week. Um James closes out.
1: Hey, to my brothers and sisters that are uh having trying times or who have gone through that that uh that road of knowing a family member has um have committed suicide. Um or if it still bother you, please go get help. Please. Um reaching out to anyone that could um give you an encouraging word uplift you or just saying hey you might not have the answers but i just need you to, to to listen to me i just need to for you to just walk with me you know walk with me to go get help i'm not expecting you to to heal me or save me i just need you to uh just walk with me so i can have courage to go to the doctor." So I can have courage to go to a psychiatrist or a psychologist, right? Uh, I just need you to walk with me so I can go tell my mom and dad, hey, I need help. Because I cannot do this by myself. So to all my brothers and sisters out there, uh, blessings to you. Have a great evening. We enjoyed you. Uh, If you like us, put some fire in that chat. You know, we appreciate you hopefully we'll see you next week um we have a, a wonderful fun topic um i gonna put a little twist on there so we can all can get a piece of understanding about harmony because it is always good to